I know. How do I know? second largest city in Illinois, the city of lights. Damn. Headlines. Is this? Ah, uh, yeah, we slow it right, We're live. We're live. Oh, man. We missed that whole uh, Was that flow live? No. Oh, Why the fuck did it? You didn't tell me to go live. Oh. Oh. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Yes. Listeners, <laughs> um, good morning, Aurora. You just missed out. It was yo, so good. Yo, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is... Good morning, Aurora. Hey, I get to do one. 8.02. Yes, 8.02 a.m. <laughs> and you are listening to and watching um, Good Morning, Aurora. And this is another episode of... Do we have a drum roll? We don't have it. What do we have? We don't have a drum roll. Clash. Clash. Jeanette's explaining. Oh, it's so real. It's so real. It's so real. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Addie, to you as well. Good morning to all of our friends out there. Corey Ingram, good morning. You better be tuning in. Good morning to the boy Jonathan. Just saw him leaving out, uh, just left the studio and visited us. Great friend of the show. Tune in Tuesday. He'll be doing the news with us live. In the studio, we have Roll Call, your boy. Then we have, get the claps ready for this, Jeanette. Hi. Oh. And then we have B.T. Pizzle. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Brooke Shanley, what up? Great educator out there. Brooke Shanley tuning in before she goes to teach the students of American Aurora. So she's giving them the real news. Like, that's right. Um, the Battle of Lexington, the Battle of the Bulge. Good morning, Aurora. That's the starter kit for education in America these days. Okay. Good morning to you as well, Alyssa Ocon, um, winner of a shirt for subscribing to the show on YouTube. Very much appreciate it. Um, how was the week? How'd your week go? Uh, it was insane. It was just a really crazy week. Ah. You know, those weeks where you're so overwhelmed by everything in the world, and mm -hmm. then you're like, you know, I think I'll join a CrossFit gym too. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. I am very sore. <laughs> uh, BT Pizzle, how was your week, my brother? Uh, good. I mean, I was here. Clap. 
I think uh, yeah, yeah, probably keep right. me, <laughs> probably keep me out. Oh, that was good. Uh, work schedule changed around. Um, my work was fine. Up and out here. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it was a great week. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this week, and we told you guys about a lot of good uh, headlines and information. We also told you that today at six p.m. is the chocolate chat, and um. Hold on, let me get the title right. All right, yeah. Uh, it is Chocolate and Chat at the Alive Teen Center. I like both of those. Downtown Aurora, 78 South LaSalle Street. Live Teen Center is teaming up with Anna's Custom Treats. Y'all go there tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of interesting news and headlines for you guys. We got science, we got law enforcement, we got waste, and we have Indian Prairie School District. So without further delay, oh, one more thing. Let's do this. Good morning to you too, Brent. Checking in from a place that we don't know where you're checking in from. We don't know who you are. You're a new listener to the show. We <laughs> yeah, appreciate right. you. New That's listener. Great. We're, new we're listener. glad to have you. <laughs> All right. Strange that there's two people out there with the exact same spelling of my first name. That's crazy. Yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, in downtown Aurora, there's a great place to shop, support, and find Good Morning Aurora merch. Merch seed create. Cotton seed creative exchange. Merch seed. You'll get there. Yeah, We're right. getting there. <laughs> the coffee's not it's kicking in yet. It's early. Cottonseed Creative Exchange, located at 8 North Broadway, is a veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping. There you can find Good Morning Aurora t-shirts, and each purchase supports local news, arts, and culture. It's also a place to find locally sourced artwork, merchandise, coffee, and even candles. How cool is that? Head on down to Cottonseed Creative Exchange and tell them you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. You guys, that's where I got my really great Aurora AF t-shirt that I love so much. That's right. It's so good. <laughs> where else can you get that? And there's the, there's the other Aurora shirt, which has the streets, uh, lake. Yeah, in, uh... yeah, that one's real popular, too. My baristas have those. Yep. So, yeah, but the, the my Aurora AF shirt is just, like, golden. You can see it on my Instagram. Right. So that's the top fashion that's trending on Twitter. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and Good Morning Aurora. So y'all... That's right. I'll be sure to nice, go check, nice. check that out. All right. So first thing that we have to talk about is uh, science. Science. Well, did, did science happen this? Science broke this week. Uh, Fermilab broke science in the best way possible. So uh, y'all know Fermilab. It's the place just north of here in Batavia with the little with the bison roaming around. They do uh, science at the yeah. If you've never seen the bison at Fermilab. <laughs> You can actually just go there on any, like, Saturday or whatever and just uh, go check out. It's, like, bison calving season, so you can go see baby bison right now. Oh, that's cute. It is really cute. They're smelly, but, like, it's really cute. Um, So, uh, but, you know, it's also a a particle physics laboratory. They do that, too. Uh, (laughs) So it's cute and great for national defense? Uh, Well, so the funny thing about uh, Fermilab is that they're doing science that's so on the frontier of, like, everything that they don't know what it's going to turn into later. Mm -hmm. So, like, they have, you know, they're basically trying to answer questions like what happened at the start of the universe. Uh, So... Sometimes it becomes applicable to other things like they can they have uh, like certain cancer therapies and stuff that they've discovered there. And I'm sure 
because it's uh, America. I'm sure we're going to figure out how to like blow things up with the science that we developed there. Of but um, how can we kill humans? Right, but uh, but for the most part, like the only thing that these scientists are interested in is like these really basic questions about how does the universe work. Right. And so, if you ask them, like, what's the application of the science? They're like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to know what it meant. Um, so uh, in <laughs> so in uh, in. At Fermilab, they actually have the ability to control the Large Hadron Collider, which mm-hmm. is the thing that, like, smashes particles together at CERN in Switzerland. So it's really cool. You can go into that main building at Fermilab and see, like, through this window where they're actually con- – they have a control panel for, like, colliding particles under the mountains in Switzerland, which is just really neat. You can just walk in and see that, too. Colliding particles under the mountain in Switzerland. Yes. So- That's the name of our band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Large Hadron Collider. Did you get tickets, man? Oh, dude, it's going to be a sick show, bro. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, they've been smashing these particles together in this experiment called Muon G2. And um, what, uh, so, and basically what they have been finding is that the particles are not behaving the way that they expect them to. So, uh, and if, if their findings turn out to be correct, which they which they reported this week, they're like, we're pretty sure they're correct. What it means is that all the things that you've been learning about how physics works uh, in the standard model, so that's like the stuff they teach you in high school physics when you were sleeping, but like electrons and protons and neutrons and how they behave, like uh, it doesn't all go out the window, but it's certainly like totally different like there there are elements of it that they just they were like well we were wrong and the great thing about scientists is like they really like to be wrong because it just means that they learned something of course yeah see that's the beauty of science yeah the like, whole point yeah you have oh, to... shit oh i didn't i didn't i know i didn't find out how frogs because reproduce in this away. river fine beat me to it what now, the, yeah yeah, yeah. Now what, I, what do you got yeah something. chop it up yeah so what do I know or how do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Um, so your takeaway from that is that everything you learned in high school is wrong, which we already knew. And then um, also go see Baby Bison at Freemie Lab if you have nothing else to do this weekend because it's really adorable. Um, so we posted the link for you guys to check out the article that we're specifically talking about in the chat. Shout out to all the bison. Shout out to the bison who are listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> They should. They should. It's more like a. They probably have loudspeakers out there. They probably should just play like the podcast over over the loudspeakers for them. Yeah. So that yeah, maybe put them in the mood for for baby bison for making more baby bison. Listen to the listen to to the news. (laughs) Oh man, the bison population is increased between eight and nine a.m. Yo. Um, good morning, Jen Ingram, dear friend of the show. Good morning to Noelia Ruiz. Good morning to all of our friends just chicken, uh, chicken in, checking in, chicken oh, in. And then one more thing I wanted to mention about Fermi Lab too is mm-hmm. that they have a STEM career fair coming up. That is right. And uh, we'll post the link to that too because I don't remember what the day is, but we had the link, uh, and so I will we'll post that to the page. 
Uh, but it's just the kind of thing that I wish that I had been exposed to as a kid so that I could have picked a career that actually made money. Um, <laughs> they're doing a STEM career fair to all be virtual. And basically, like, if you're a teen, if you're in high school, like, you can go and kind of learn about some of the different careers, not just at Fermilab, but they're bringing in lots of people who work in science, technology, engineering uh, in a variety of different ways. You can kind of see how they apply it to their, their careers and, like, just kind of get an idea of what's out there. Because when I, I know when I was a kid, I, I felt like my options or like for what's out there was like teacher because I saw those a lot and question mark like I didn't know what all the many careers were that existed in the world so go, yeah. go check it out um, Fermilab and Batavia to read a little from the uh, article which we will post in the chat for you guys Fermilab and Batavia will hold an online STEM career expo for high school students from 6 to 8pm April 21st there we go. using the Gather Town Conference platform the expo will provide an opportunity for high school students to talk with stem professionals from a wide variety of careers and ask questions of the people actually doing the jobs they may be applying for in the coming years very cool yeah. so here so it comes you for you so awesome if you've got, people you've got high school kids like sign them up misbehaving particles that's a good name for a misbehaving particles is a great misbehaving particles yeah I like metal, so I... I yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't picture it as a metal band. I oh. think I pictured it more as like a punk, like a fun punk band, maybe? Is punk supposed to be fun? Some punk is really fun. What's some fun punk? Me First and the Gimme Gimmies is hilarious. Never heard of them. No, they're great. Okay, so they usually play Riot Fest, and okay. I, saw, I, played the, or I, saw, I saw them at Riot Fest a few years back, and what they do is like covers of other songs, but like punk style, but mm. in this like really fun, like upbeat way where it's like the best mosh pit you could ever like be in. Like a happy mosh pit. Right. It's Everybody's like hugging mosh- instead of pushing. No, they're pushing, <laughs> but like you fall down, they pick you up, like your glasses yeah. fall off, like someone's like, hey, your phone dude like, <laughs> but like you're in the mosh pit like getting bounced around so it's like uh, it's like the, a mosh pit that as a girl i could jump into and not worry about being like groped it's gotcha, like gotcha. a cool mosh pit gotcha the opposite yes. of a slayer so there is show. fun punk in the world and uh this is my um guys concerts are gonna start happening again right fest is happening again this year be cool in the mosh pit that's right we told you guys about the summer schedule coming up if you save Snoop Dogg tickets, you will be able to see Snoop Dogg, amongst other things. Shout out to uh, all the artists coming. A lot of we did. It was a lot of um, all the tribute bands. Coming. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It was a lot of cover and tribute Star. bands. If yeah, we're going to the tribute bands. Also, be cool. You know. Yeah. At, yeah. The, at the shows. All right. So let me post that for you guys. Here is the link. Very cool. Very cool. Shouts out to Fermi Lab for making sure that people can learn about other things in life as opposed to just. I don't know. Stuff that's not science related. Yeah, science is cool. Good morning, Presidential Cleaning Services. Hello there. I'm going to see you tomorrow. You know what's happening tomorrow? What's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow is the Great Aurora Cleanup. Okay. Uh, many dedicated citizens representing a various number of oh, wards. Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. 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 You guys going to be there too? Yeah. Oh, sure. sure. See, because at I, looked House? At, I looked at my calendar uh-huh. today and was like, what is happening tomorrow? And it was completely clear. So naturally, I have to throw some things in there. Oh. Yeah, it was the first time I didn't hit have anything on my button, calendar. Please, baby, could you hit it? Yeah. Right. Right, word up. So come on out and clean. Take part in uh, the environment. And let's get, to, uh, let's get to a great, sustainably active and vibrant, beautiful city here. That's right. Do we have the details mm-hmm. sitting there? What time you got to be there? You got to be there at, uh, it's from 9 to 1. 9 to 1. So that means you have to be there at 8.15. 
Um, and it will be great. Details will be. Let me actually. I'll post them in the chat for y'all. I'll post them in the chat for y'all. But so um, you can go clean up. The, we're cleaning up neighborhoods. That's what we're doing. Yes, we are. Yes, yes we are. All right. Good. Um, I heard. Mm-hmm. I I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Was the Circle K back in the news? It was back in the news again. Was that it's, it's it, unincorporated? It thing? was tabled. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, the Circle K, we talked about this a little bit last week, and I went on one of my amazing rants last week, <laughs> week before uh, about how people shouldn't have wells in the modern era and, like, Yes, occupied. wells in the modern era. Right. I remember that. Yes. So uh, Circle K is uh, wanting to put a new gas station in at Farnsworth and Molitor. So that's, like, you know, when you're pulling off the Farnsworth Exchange and headed south. Uh, into you know closer to Aurora, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they there are two gas stations there already, and they want to like shut close one down and move it across like Kitty Corner, uh, or across the street, um, and then they want to um, uh, put a mini mart in and stuff like that, and the neighbors. Uh, are uh, quite upset about it, as I think most people are when they're like, "What do you mean a gas station is moving closer to my house?" Fair, um, right. And I'm not saying that I would be super stoked to have a gas station moved towards my house, but um, uh, it was back in the news because this week uh, the aldermen of the city of Aurora voted to delay a vote on it again because they had a virtual meeting and folks were upset that they could talk, but they couldn't like show all the exhibits and things trying to explain what their their issues were. And so they want to have an in-person meeting with the developer to discuss this further um, and I go back to uh, this this bigger an issue that is far bigger than just a single gas station, which is why are there unincorporated pockets of Aurora still? Mm-hmm. So there's um, the the thing is they're putting in this gas station, but the residents who are complaining nearby aren't actually residents of the city of Aurora. They're like live vaguely vaguely in like the boundaries, except they don't. They're unincorporated, which means they don't get city water. They don't pay taxes to the city, mm-hmm. which means they can't vote on uh, any aldermen or anything like that, right? So I've got all these aldermen who are saying, no, we have to pay attention to these people. And, like, I'm, I appreciate that they care about these people, except that these people don't aren't paying taxes to the city. They aren't um, a part of the city of Aurora, technically. So, uh, and the, what you're seeing here in this controversy is these folks are worried that um, or the the major complaint that they have is there's going to be this runoff from the gas stations from people pumping and spilling and stuff like that. Right? right, it happens all the time. That's going to end up in their water supply because they get their waters from wells, like their own private wells. Right. Getting your water from a private well, like when you are completely surrounded by development from a city, is sort of a, not a great. It's just not a great plan to begin with, right? But we even though this area of town is completely surrounded by the city of Aurora um they are not uh technically in the city of Aurora so they do not get our water service what's the boundary though it like it so it's the Marywood neighborhood right. all those homes back there right. yeah and so like there's uh but like Aurora stretches all the way out to um to the north up to like 56 and then right. like up to like around like up to the the walmart that walmart's technically in aurora yeah kirk uh, road yeah like uh yeah way yeah, up there yeah right um it wraps around like further up 
to the toll weight, like the uh, premium outlet malls, that's yep. in Aurora, right? So like this neighborhood is completely surrounded by Aurora. So it's an island onto itself. It's an island that's not in Aurora, but is surrounded by Aurora. The the gas station that's going up is that part? Is that in the city of Aurora, not in the that unincorporated? Would be in the city of Aurora, that's why okay. the city is voting on it. Because gotcha, otherwise, right. it would be the county voting on it because oh, it would be okay. out in the township. Gotcha. So the bigger argument to be made here is why do we have these unincorporated pockets of the city anyway. So there are laws in place in the, at the state level that dictate when you are allowed to force uh, areas to incorporate into cities um, and force them to pay taxes and tap onto the water and things like that. It's basically if your property is surrounded on three sides mm-hmm. by a city, then you can kind of for, like, force annex um, these properties. Right. But uh, I like it. It in my humble opinion, that nobody cares about. It is time to re-examine the laws that allow uh, these unincorporated areas to sit in the middle of town. Because what happens is they're not, uh, they don't have to uh, pay attention to property standards uh, rules that the city of Aurora has in. So like if your neighbor is unincorporated and you're not, and you're incorporated in the city, you have to follow all of these all the rules that the city has right you have to have a paved driveway you have to you can't leave cars on your front yard all of these nice things that make your house look decent but if your neighbor is unincorporated they can have three cars on their front yard and have like a gravel driveway that's like a mosquito breeding ground and leave trash everywhere and nobody can do anything about it so if they were if they were in the city of aurora They'd still have private wells, and they still could potentially have them affected. If they were in the city of Aurora, they would not have private wells anymore. Like if it wasn't an unincorporated area. If it wasn't unincorporated. So if they incorporated into the city of Aurora, they would start paying taxes, and they would get city water mm. instead of getting well water. And I city see. water doesn't, you know, it comes via a pipe, so you don't have to worry about, like, your wells getting contaminated and having to test them every year and... Um, you know, all, all of these things. You get oh. lovely city water that comes from the river and the aquifers and gets treated for all manner of thing um, and tastes good. It's some of the best tasting water around. Alderman Sherman Jenkins at large said, quote, considering what we heard, uh, end quote, from residents and other meetings should be in person observing coronavirus pandemic safety protocols. Face to face, nothing filtered, be in person so the people can be heard. Alderman Emmanuel Lamas of the First Ward, who has helped convene some of the past meetings, agreed that residents were unhappy with the online meeting. However, I don't think meetings are what residents are going to be looking for. I ask that we take a vote on it. Uh, Eventually, Alderman voted 8-4 to to table consideration to the council's April 27th meeting and have the developer convene the in-person meeting with residents. Lamas voted against the delay, as did uh, Alderman uh, Masiakos of the Third Ward, Edward Bug of the Ninth, and Alderman Lofshi of the Tenth. Yeah, right. Because in the uh, because in the end, right. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, what people want is there to not be a gas station. Nobody cares how many meetings it takes. They'll go right. to all the meetings they can, so long as they don't get this gas station. Right. Yeah. So uh, we have we've pulled up a map of the city of Aurora, and you can see uh, that there's just this chunk, and it's kind of on the edge of town. So um, yeah, yeah. But it's surrounded on all these sides by city of Aurora. But Interesting. Then it is not city of Aurora. And what's uh, 
we the maps that uh, our, our our wonderful producers pulled up. Maybe we'll pop them online. Uh, they're really impossible to like uh, tell because they then all of all of our maps are like holy cow on these big pieces of paper, and then you have to like look at like twelve other pieces of paper to see what the zoning is, but. Uh, we'll, those, we'll those little blank spots that are the unincorporated yeah, parts so on, on, on that crazy. zoning on this zoning yeah, map. So yeah. there's a zoning map, and it's all these different. It's color coded like zoning. Uh, you can so you can see you know if a property is allowed to be a business or if it's allowed to be a residence or whatever. And then you just there's like this whole right. Yeah, and you can see several of them in in the city if you look at the whole map. So. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Good morning. I'll send, I'll send a link to where I got that in my in the chat right now. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, use the most recent the 2021 zoning map book um yeah and then it kind of divvies it up and then it has like different sections like au1 au2 aurora i'm gonna, not sure what that means but it's all divvied up so and you basically see. yeah so au11 is where is the map of this section of town that we're talking about yeah. basically they have to create these big maps but they can only fit them on a, so you know they've got to go on pieces of paper right so that you can then print them out question like what because it's the modern era and we have to have pdf maps right. um, as opposed to like just a google map yeah seriously but, <laughs> really quick, government what? technology but yeah so the the city maintains this giant book of maps and so you, if you flip to page 11 in that giant book of maps, you will see what we're talking about here. Do, do we know, like, what else the residents of the unincorporated will have to change if they became well, corp- so incorporated? Well, so first of all, this is genetic explaining out of, like, the uh, hopes and dreams that will never materialize. <laughs> right, right. right. Because when it comes down to it, like incorporated residents, a lot of them would like to incorporate because they're just sick of dealing with wells and they're sick of like sometimes your well might like access to it might be in your neighbor's basement and stuff like that. There's like crazy things that happen in unincorporated areas. And so some residents would surely be like, yes, I would like to just pay taxes and get a library card and water like a normal person. Um, but some people really like the freedom of being in unincorporated sure. areas and not having to pay those taxes. Right. So uh, it's uh, w- which is fair, right? You've got that right. It's just kind of like if that's the case, then you really don't get to complain about what happens in the city because right. you don't pay taxes to it. Um, you, you can complain because people, people are still going to complain. But we don't have to listen to you. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, they can definitely influence votes. They can influence yes. the way other people I vote. Did, I did promise a friend that I would read uh, sports. Sports? So, yeah. We're sports ball now? No, I, oh, no. I, I forgot that I, I made a bet and I lost it. So oh, I got no. to do this. Here we go. Sports. All right, real quick, real quick, guys. Here are sports updates for you guys. Uh, Calgary, Friday's games. Calgary at Montreal, 6 p.m. New York Islanders at Boston, 7 p.m. Wait, wait, wait. Is this hockey? Is that what we're listening to? We I'm don't just even reading know. sports. I'm just, I, <laughs> I need to. I need to get like a like a sports style like I don't music know what, theme I don't know, going yeah. when this is going. Dun, dun, dun. Anybody, if anybody knows me as a human, they know that I. The sports ball is also not your. I don't know anything about any thing. of this. All right, San Jose is at Minnesota, 8 p.m. Edmonton is at Vancouver at oh, 9 p.m. Baseball. I don't know. I'm just reading sports. This is in the sports section. Uh, Los Angeles is at Colorado at 9 p.m. And Vegas is at Anaheim. Late Wednesday, LPGA Lottie Championship par score. First of four rounds. Uh, now we're reading women's golf. And there's a lot of numbers. And 
Hilton Head, South Carolina, 7,099 yards, par 71. The time is 826 a.m. That's, good good That's your sports report on Good Morning Recycling Large City's first daily news podcast. We're never doing that again. No, that, I, I lost the bet. It was for the rest of this week, and I just the paid up. The rest of the week. Okay, all right. I'm, we're done. We got the LGP, LG, the LPGA. We got, we got the ladies golf. Yeah. Ladies golf is coming to Aurora in a couple of years. It is. Actually, it the is. Country club. So that'll actually, that's actually cool. Mostly because it brings people and then they spend money and then that's yep. nice. But yep. yeah. All right. Moving on. So uh, we put in the, uh, BTP put the map for you guys to check out the unincorporated part that we we're speaking of. Uh, the Circle K article we posted on the, the uh, Facebook page as well today too. What are we talking next? Schools? I heard, and, and this, I don't know. I'm just asking. This is Jeanette's plan. I, Uh-oh. Are Indian Prairie schools headed towards redistricting? They are. Oh, so Indian Prairie schools are the, you know, it's District 204. It's right. that school district that borders that's half Aurora, half Naperville. Because right. um, Naperville is 203. That's, yeah, for that, that's like for uh, that, the, that part of Naperville. Gotcha. Yeah, but so uh, Indian Prairie is Nikwa Wabanzi and um, Matea? Matea Valley schools, correct. Right. So, um, but uh, what's happening, uh, and if you ever want to see, like, the angriest meetings you've ever seen in your life, go to a school board meeting during redistricting because it's, like, parents telling me, what do you mean that my kid who went to this elementary school, like, his brother has to now go to this other elementary school, and it just gets wild. So, um, which, you know, if you've lived in the same place for a long time and then that gets switched up on you, like, I get it, but man. You might feel a little like, salty. They're, they're some of the angriest meetings I've ever been to in my life have been redistricting meetings. Um, but basically what's happening is uh, the this, the Indian Prairie School District, uh, the kids have been going to the schools that they've been going to for a really long time, um, and they draw the boundaries, you know, that determine what school you go to. But uh, there's been a lot of housing that has been built in the district uh, over the past several years, and it has shifted where people are moving so that some neighborhoods are a lot more, like, dense with children than other neighborhoods are, which mm-hmm. means that some of the schools are really are starting to get really crowded while some of the other schools are not at full capacity. So um, what you do when that happens is you redraw the lines of who goes where and mm-hmm. send some of the kids to the, the schools that are under capacity. Um, n- not because there's anything wrong with the schools like you would see in Chicago, right? But just because of how the neighborhood demographics shifted. Here's the fascinating bit of this story that's like the wider trend. Mm-hmm. Um is that one of the reasons that this is happening is because in in Indian Prairie specifically is that what the kind of housing that is coming in is multifamily housing. So um condo apartment developments and townhomes. So these smaller space the uh, smaller develop, uh housing footprint, mm-hmm. right? And what's interesting about that is that usually you don't expect apartments and townhomes to have a lot of kids in them, but uh, that is happening now in Indian Prairie, whereas the older neighborhoods that are single-family homes don't have those kids in them anymore. And so what would be driving this trend? Why would younger families with kids be moving into these smaller places when if you have kids, usually you want a yard, like a house with a yard and some space, right? Uh, generational the failure of generational wealth transfer is the answer right. so what you're seeing 
is you've got these families uh, in these single-family homes, and the kids have aged out, right? They graduated high school or whatever, and they've all moved on, and you've got these boomer parents or maybe, like, the Gen X or, like, the early Gen Xers, right, Um, uh, parents who uh, are staying in their homes because they like them. But then you've got these younger parents, uh, the millennial parents, who have not been able to afford homes, like who haven't been able to buy these bigger homes. So they're not able to move into these, like – um, single family homes that is the dream of the suburbs she said rolling her eyes um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right so what you're seeing is all of these uh younger like millennial families uh with kids now living in townhome developments and apartment developments and tr- um, trying really hard like and you know they could probably buy a house over here in east aurora mm-hmm. or west aurora but they're trying to get into these really good school districts so you have all of these kids now coming out of apartments and and town homes so it's forcing indian prairie to shift their boundaries and to basically account for more kids um coming from these high density neighborhoods fascinating uh indian prairie school districts 2004 not 2004 excuse me indian prairie school district 204's enrollment will drop below 25,000 by the 2025-2026 school year but that won't end the overcrowding problems in eight of its schools so this article we're talking about and reading from we will post for you guys um in the chat according to rob schwartz the ceo of rsp uh rsp and associates he says i can honestly tell you i have no idea what this will look like in january 2022 and i don't think any of your administrators can either and i'm sure you as a board have no idea either what it will look like write this statement from mr rob Schwartz. The firm's analysis revealed the unique nature of Indian Prairie enrollment patterns. A five-year projection shows the district shrinking by about 1,000 students overall, but seeing a jump of 220 students at the elementary school level. Which is also really fascinating because I am curious to know, like, why there are not, you know, Indian Prairie is a really, really good school district. It's Mm -hmm. really well regarded for test scores and all of these things. So it's fascinating that they would have an enrollment drop overall. But the fact that they have more young kids moving in means, like, families are still trying to move there to get their kids into these schools. It's this aging out that's happening um, that's that's interesting. So, uh, if you are a parent in Indian Prairie and you care which school your kid goes to, they're all great, you know, so you shouldn't. But if you care, you pay attention to what's happening with the boundaries oh, and family life in america is changing as well very interesting yes stuff. we're all it's all young people who have college debt uh who are having kids now and going oh i guess we are going to live in an apartment forever yeah <laughs> that's insane the link has been posted in the chat for you guys to read and uh check that out all right uh, if you're just tuning in it's 8 33 a.m and you are listening to jeanette splaining on the second largest city's first daily news Podcast. We have Jeanette, we have BT Pizzle, and we have your boy as well. You are tuned into the greatest morning show since since the dawn of podcasting. Before that, before that, yeah. Before you think we're going all the way back? When did humans start giving the news to other humans? When did that start? When did they? When did they say, you know what? I need people to know what's happening here. When did that start? Those those old caveman paintings. Oh, that was the news. Yeah, let's go. I think so. We've got the best morning podcast, best morning show since basically twenty thousand years ago. 
How do Since I know? the Cretaceous era. <laughs> <laughs> because Aurora yeah. is lighting Sliced up. bread. That's right. Sliced bread. Um, yeah. We, we, yeah. And because that's the, that's the thing, you know? That's the thing. We, we care. We do. And we're old school too. We're not, this is, this is, we got the paper here. You guys, you hear that wrinkling? That's the actual print. This is real. That's the Prince newspaper. Shout out to the Beacon. He Shout still makes Beacon. a print product. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it shows up at the door. Yeah. And you're like, well, again? I read mine digitally. The digital subscription to the Beacon. You can do that too. You can just like, you can have the membership to the Beacon. It's like 12 bucks a month or something. And mm-hmm. you can read it online. I find that helpful. I do. I read my news online every morning, every single day. How do I know? How do I know? Right. Because Aurora <laughs> is lighting the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's, it, best, it's, it's, it's. The soundboard is the best investment. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Yep. All right. So, um, Johnson & Johnson. we got to talk about the Johnson & Johnson. Thing. Yeah. Uh, we told you guys Monday of this week that Johnson Johnson had a pause on their vaccines due to blood clots. Right. Because everybody got that terrifying text that was like, oh, my God, the world is ending from the city. If you get the if you get the city texts, you got a text saying, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. Um, uh, but this has led to a a, a, a quarantine of, of students. It hasn't led to that. OK. But they're connected. Uh. Get ready. So uh, we got to buckle up, a buckle up, because I'm going to get on my high horse about the vaccines, because as you all know, I'm a big fan of vaccines, even though I felt miserable that one that one week when I was still feeling the side effects. Um, So there is a pause on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine uh, at the federal level. And what does a pause mean? It just means that they're not giving them temporarily because there were six cases of a rare blood clot. Six cases out of almost 7 million doses of this vaccine given, which means you had a literal one in a million chance of having one of these rare blood clots. Right. Um, And, uh, like, basically... What it means is just this overabundance of caution, right? Because the federal government wants you to feel like you have a lot of um, confidence in the safety and efficacy of these vaccines. So if there is any tiny issue with it, they're going to pull it, stop it, investigate, and then go back to giving them again. So um, what they're doing during this pause is they are looking for at these six cases, which right. all happened in women between the ages of 18 and 48. Right. They are looking at these cases and seeing, is there anything that is connecting them? Is there any underlying condition that says, mm-hmm. when we start giving these vaccines again, maybe we should screen for this question, you know, sc- screen to see if these people have, you know, some kind of underlying condition. They are looking to see, or like medications or something like that, right? right? To just be like, all right, well, maybe you shouldn't take this vaccine. Maybe you should take another one. Right. Um, they are also looking. Science, once again, is it not? Science. Hmm. Um, clap. Can we get so... a clap for science, baby? Thank you. Yeah, so uh, they're also looking at what's the best uh, way to treat these clots. So what they found, because it's kind of a, it's a weird blood clot. So if they give you the drug that normally they give for blood clots, it'll actually make the condition worse. So they want to make sure that there's a protocol in place so that if you get this kind of blood clot, they know, oh, don't give that, give this. And so then it becomes fully treatable and scary, but not in the end anything that's life-threatening or a big deal. So the doctor as- said I had blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican, man. 
Okay. So, <laughs> so one of the things. <laughs> you getting better with that butt name. <laughs> BTP could use it real good now. Oh, okay. Yeah, she should have been this one. <laughs> so one of the things that I just want to impress upon Sorry, people. Sorry, interrupt. I, I it's apologize. okay. No, it's great. The thing I want to impress upon people uh, who might be listening and, you know, we've talked about vaccine hesitancy before and why you should still go get one um, is that, like, this blood clot is so rare. How rare is it? It's less rare than dying at a gender reveal party. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I... There we go. Okay. Um, It's also less uh, rare than, for example, like on a serious note, like blood clots from hormonal birth control, right? Right. Like if you take like your, like if you take birth control pills, the likelihood that you will get a clot, a blood clot is something like one in 300 or something like that. And they don't tell like women going to the gynecologist like, Oh my God, watch out for all these things. They probably should. But like, it's, you know, people still take birth control anyway because every medical intervention has risks. So, um, uh, likelihood from blood clot from birth control, one in 300. Likelihood of blood clot from vaccine, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, one in a million. 300? A million. So, um, have like, the science will come out. They'll they'll investigate this. They'll determine that it's still safe. They might add another screening question or something like that, right? Or they'll just tell you what to watch for um, afterwards, right? So mm-hmm. in the case of this blood clot, a severe headache, abdominal pain, leg pain, call your doctor, right? But but probably you're fine, and it's mostly hypochondria because you read this in the news and go, oh, my God, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> Odds of hypochondria, like, one in one for me, like, guaranteed. Still, call your doctor if you feel bad after getting getting any vaccine. Yes. Um, Meanwhile, uh, you know what else took a pause this week was in-person learning at Geneva High School. Why? Because they had an outbreak. So they had to, like, 120 kids at Geneva High School are quarantined right now because this virus has been going around. They had several positive cases. All the kids are back in uh, online learning. And my basic point here is that this thing does not end until we have enough herd immunity to wipe out this virus or at least make it manageable right for us on a grand public health scheme so go get your vaccine when it's your turn whatever well it's everybody's turn now right because they've opened it up to the entire state go go get your vaccine and then fear not about death anymore at least from this virus. Yeah, not anymore than usual. fear the reaper, the wind and the rain. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear the reaper. Take my hand. I need more cowbell. I need more cowbell. La la la. Ten days after welcoming students back, man, I love that song. Ten days after welcoming students back to full in-person learning, Geneva High School sent 120 students to quarantine and shifted all students to remote learning for the remainder of the week, according to the district superintendent. The high school has nine active coronavirus cases, four of them students who attended school in person, triggering contact tracing protocols, said Kent Mutchler. Uh, Geneva School District 304 superintendent. Guidance from the Kane County Health Department and Illinois Department of Public Health. Says students can safely sit three feet apart at school, but contact 
<clears throat> excuse me, tracing protocol requires all students within six feet to quarantine if they are exposed to a positive COVID-19 case, resulting in 7.5% of the student body being placed in quarantine. Uh, we will put this link, uh, the links rather to this article in the chat for you guys to see and read as well. The time is 8.43 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Jeanette Splaining on Good Morning Aurora, second largest city's first daily news podcast. The second largest city in Illinois. The city of lights. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay, get thank back you. to work. Yeah, thank back you, to work. <laughs> well, how you doing over there? Get a guy out of the studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's move on. Well, no, wait. Actually. We got news? Can't move on until We're this not on yet? post. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right. So I got a quick update for you guys, and then we will move on to lateral transfers. Um, so here, Fast let me tell you this. Quick. I got to tell you this. Mutual Ground, <clears throat> excuse me. Shout out to Mutual Ground. Shout out to Mutual Ground. Their amazing work. Mutual Ground uh, has a Walk for Hope taking place Sunday, May 16th. Uh, there is a registration, or registration is required, rather, and a link. Uh, we posted that for you guys yesterday, so you can just go to our Facebook page right underneath this post and check it out. Uh, shout out to Mutual Ground for all the uh, work that they have been doing for a very long time in the Aurora community. The Transgender and Non-Binary Awareness Panel Discussion. Fairness and Equity for a Better Aurora Series presented in partnership with the Aurora Human Relations Commission. Uh, join the diverse panel to learn about various aspects of the transgender and non-binary experience. That's Thursday, April 22nd from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Well, that's great. I'm super excited to hear that because I think that uh, a lot of the cisgender community or the folks who have never really had to contemplate uh, gender, you know, their gender expression before, they tend to think that trans issues fall into two categories, like pronouns and bathrooms. And there's so much more to it, accessing equitable health care mm -hmm. and mental health services and all, all of these things, right, get affected um, by uh, being a trans person in, in a society that automatically assumes cisgenderism. So that's a great one. Go check that out. Yeah. It's one of the things that's always kind of like irked me. And that's why I kind of like putting that news out. You know, I, get, I, I, I find nothing worse than like, you know, people who, people who proclaim lofty assertions of justice, some of it biblical. And then vote these draconian measures against people who are transient. I mean, it's, right? Yeah, it's just, you're talking like it's, the bathroom laws. Yeah, and all it's that it's stuff. like yeah. I don't I just don't like punching down, right? You like know, what what is the who? I mean, who's and and to have a little empathy, I think for some people it's just such a, a it's a new idea, and some people I think there are people out there who legitimately just are struggling to wrap their heads around it. It's, it's not right. it's not a new thing. I don't right. understand it, therefore it's bad. Yes, trans, yeah, that's transgenderism exactly. is not a new thing, yeah. but like for many people being exposed to the idea is so new that there's just an, an immediate sort of like and not even the bathroom thing right even not, not even the bathroom thing like workplace harassment mm. being paid the same mm. i mean like <laughs> shit like that like that Paula like who, who, who <laughs> like right mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so if you are curious at all about issues facing the transgender community, if you're one of those people who's like, uh, my granddaughter now wants to be my grandson, and I don't know what to do about that, like check check out the forum and just kind of you know get exposed to some things. Yeah. yeah. Once you once once I feel people understand <clears throat> it better, then yeah. it'll be way more accepted. Or like you know, people understand it better, therefore people will accept it. Then all these issues will just kind of just be oh we can easily deal with this because it's we, I, we yeah, know everything about I, it. I think we are moving. There's definitely this movable middle, right? Of any issue, there's a movable. There's like the the folks who are never going to get it and always going to rail against it, and then there's this big group of people who are just like, I don't understand. And when they do, they're like, oh okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I in the Biden administration, I can't think of um, her name escapes me at the moment, but he promoted someone to. Uh, she's transgender, mm-hmm. um, but I think that she was a uh, a marine as well, mm. a former marine. Mm. And it, you know, oh, no, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget which which office. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, exactly. The office escapes me, and so does her name. Uh, I'll clean it up for you guys in a little bit. But like, you know, it's just so. Why should I listen to this person? You know, like that's just God. You know, you can learn a lot by listening and stepping into like the other person's shoes and these experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the transgender thing, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Like, I really do think that the, and I don't want to overstate it, but I really do believe that like that could potentially be the next civil rights issue oh, sure. for yeah. the next 10 to 20 to 50 years. I think that, not saying that the current, that the past of the current, oh no, look, the stove top has a bunch of boiling sure, pots, yeah. but I'm just saying there's a brand new pot being, being heated up, right? Sure. The water is starting to bubble, you're pouring salt in it, getting it ready. Sure. And, it, and I swear like that is it because it's really... It's just tearing up, not tearing apart, but it's 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 uh, exposing a new era of con. It's exposing a new era of consciousness to people who were completely oh, oblivious that it exists. Exactly. Yeah, and not 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 like on purpose. Just right. Like just didn't know. Sometimes exactly. You don't it's know always existed. It's been around for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah this definitely. Isn't new. Yeah. This isn't like a 21st century. There are no, verses, it's not. There are verses in the Bible that are like, "Don't you know that there are like uh, eunuchs by birth and eunuchs who became, you know, yeah. like the yeah. like the intersex community has always existed, and for many, many, many years, every culture." has been like, what do we do with these people who don't fall neatly into one category or another? Uh, and different cultures have answered that question in different ways. And it's so it's it's fascinating and a good thing to see uh, our modern culture going like, huh, what if we're just cool to people? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Love thy neighbor. Yeah. Yep. And if what about what about blah, blah, blah? Did I stutter? Yeah. Right. And if you're tough enough to be a Navy SEAL, the last thing you need to be d- doing is being excoriated by a 23-year-old kid who just became a state rep from wherever, right? Oh, yeah. Like, dude, go home. Calm down. The time is 8.49 a.m. and you are listening to Jeanette's planning on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I heard that the police department of Aurora and the city uh, is – there's the city council's – going to change okay. the hiring process for officers what is so the we, so the city of aurora has expanded where's my water I, it's right there oh. um y'all can't see but i pointed to where the water was <laughs> right in front of his face um <laughs> <laughs> if it was a snake it would have bit me 
<laughs> so the city of Aurora uh, has expanded how it can attract pools of applicants to the job of police uh, of, of patrolman or police officer right in our city. So um, uh, through this program called lateral transfers and lateral transfers just basically means I'm, I'm a cop in uh, one city and I want to move to another city and uh, but like without losing the sort of the some of the seniority and like pay and stuff like mm-hmm. that right because of the way that it works currently is if I am a cop in Batavia and I want to come to Aurora I have to I would have to start at like the like and I'm like the bottom at, of the totem at the pole. bottom of the totem pole but now with this new program you can you know you can be someone who's mid-career and, and shift to a new right. police department without losing your pay and benefits and things like that so um in the hood we call it juice you keep the juice you keep the juice yes uh that's what we call it in my kitchen uh <laughs> Yeah, we don't have juice in the kitchen. We sometimes hit the have, ba-dump-ba-dump. Hit the, we hit sometimes the, have hit the, juice in the kitchen. The the um the rim shot. Ba-dum-ba-dum. The rim shot. There we go. That's what it's called, rim shot. Rim yes. shot, yeah. Because it's the rim of the drum. I didn't know that. Yeah, Holy cow! I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna look at this issue from sort of a ten thousand foot level of like, but police departments in general should they exist the way they do and then and also at this like uh if you believe in like policing as uh like just a general good like if you think that you know policing needs to be like tweaked or reformed but in its form that it currently is in is still probably a public good uh so we're we're gonna bear with me bear with me Mm -hmm. is what i'm saying okay so right now Police departments are finding it really hard to recruit officers for a variety of reasons, mostly because there's a whole lot of controversy over um, uh, how police departments should be run. You know, there's the defund the police movement. There's like folks who uh, want to go into policing because or might have wanted to go into policing before because they wanted to represent their communities and and be that person in their community that is one of the good guys. Right. And and is doing good things for their community uh, who are now looking at uh, policing and going, I don't know if this is how we should be handling criminal justice. And I don't know if I want to be any part of it. Right. So. Uh, and then you've got the folks who are like, uh, police don't get any respect anymore. I get shot at all the time. Like, they wanted to fund us, blah, blah, blah. So on both sides of the spectrum of any kind of person who is considering going into policing is kind of rethinking it right now. And they're having a really difficult time. So across the country, applications to become a police officer are down by like 50%. And this is a trend that has been going on for uh years now so um not just not just since last summer like for the past since uh, at least the past five ten years like they've slowly been seeing this decline people wanting to go into policing um in particular they're having a difficult time recruiting um people of color and women to be part of uh police departments for all of those you know same reasons like i don't know if if uh, policing might be evil. I'm not really sure. Um, so what the city has done and what lots of cities are doing right now is allowing these lateral transfers. Uh, so this gives us a wider pool of candidates pull, to pull from. It also, at least in the short term, saves the city some money 
because even though we're paying these guys a little bit more because they're, um, you know, they've been they're mid career professionals, they uh, don't have to go to the academy, right? Because they've already done that. Mm-hmm. They're certified police officers, and, and they're certified by the state of Illinois. They are certified by the state of Illinois. They went down to law enforcement. Usually, it's down in Champaign. They've got an institute down there where they learn how to be cops, and then they come up here, and then they have to be partnered with someone for you know several weeks, right? Um, to to get on the job training and things like that. And uh, so, by eliminating that, we eliminate some money. So. Uh, Overall, I think if you're looking in the scope of like police departments as they normally function, this is this is not a bad thing. Um, nobody wants to be stuck in the same job for 35 years, right? Because that, if, think about it, uh, if you can't really transfer out of your department without losing all of your seniority and everything, uh, then you start in your town and you stay in your town mm-hmm. patrolling the same beat for like 30 years and that's going to get boring and depending on your department there might not be a lot of opportunities to like grow in your position because there's only so many sergeants there's only so many chiefs right mm-hmm. um you might also if you're really interested in your job and you have other things you want to explore like if you're a patrol guy and you want to go into like forensics or something like you think that that would be really cool to like dust for fingerprints like if that position's not open in your town you have to go somewhere else to right. like explore that so what you get is through lateral transfers is you get people who are ambitious who want to like do other things and try other jobs like moving around and and that's like a good thing um it gives cops and departments an opportunity to find like a really good fit right if you don't like your department for one reason or another uh you might want to go somewhere else right and now here's the thing is that it all comes down in the end to culture so like let's say i'm a cop and i'm in chicago and I want to come out to Aurora because I am sick of being a cop in Chicago because there's so much corruption, let's say, and I'm just sick of dealing with all that. So I'm going to come out to the suburbs, come out to like Aurora, Geneva, get me a nice cushy job out here, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, that that's a cop that we might want, like a cop who's just like, I can't deal with the corruption anymore. I got into this for the right reasons and I don't want to be a part of that system anymore. Maybe that's the kind of cop we want. I don't think that guy would be a cop. Then. Well, he might have gone in to for being for like really, you know, good reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he might have gone in like I want to represent my community. Certainly. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but. At some point, there was something about... Leadership plays a big role in that, too. Right. Or, like, maybe it's just such a toxic culture in Chicago. I don't want to be there anymore. These guys are all... Words I can't say in the podcast. uh, And I don't want to be a part of that, so I'm going to come out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, on the other hand... Maybe there's a cop who's in Chicago who's thinking, like, I don't want to be a cop in Chicago because they're going to defund our police department and people will treat me like shit and I don't get any respect. Pardon. Dang it, I swore. I didn't mean to swear. It's all good. Uh, well, no, it's not all good. We got the bleep button? We got the bleep button. No, we need the bleep. We, we got to be on with the bleep button. So yeah, There's no delay. This is a family show. We can't be can't, swearing on it. Pre-bleep. So, uh, <laughs> pre-bleep. So, like, maybe I'm, I'm the kind of cop who's just like uh i don't like that i'm getting disrespected anymore because they're rethinking the way that police departments should run and so i'm gonna go is your home right Right. so i'm gonna go to one of these other towns where they respect cops right Right. like right uh is that the kind of guy that we want to hire i don't know you know so it's 
what the question comes down to, but it is not where we're getting the cops from. It's who they are as a person and why they got into policing and what they, how professional they are and what they're do, what they are intending to do in their career as a law enforcement professional. Right. And it's kind of the same thing like with recruits, right? Like if you are recruiting, uh, you know, some 22 year old who's like wants to get into policing for all the right reasons uh, that, you know, that's great. We want to hire that person. If you've got a 22 year old who's like, I want to carry a gun. Like, <laughs> maybe that's not the guy we want to hire. So it all comes down to the screening, whether they are young professionals or they're more experienced. Right. So it's it's not it's not how we like where we're pulling our cops from. It's where it's uh, it is the character of the person and their professionalism and all of the other things that you want to see out of your law enforcement professionals. Uh, the Aurora City Council this week approved the program designed to make it easier to hire experienced police officers. The hire program is uh, supposed to establish a pool of experienced police officers who have applied to the city from other agencies. It's an amendment to the city's current policy on police hires. Uh, the measure was unanimously approved on the consent agenda. The city has historically used a standard eligibility list for the hiring of new police officers as established through the civil service process, according to a memo from Alicia Lewis, the city's human resources director to Mayor Richard Urban and the city council. Uh, but the process does not allow police, existing police officers to be given any type of preference over those applicants who have no police experience. Yeah, so usually the way that these lateral transfer programs work is you have one pool of applicants that's newbies, and then you have another <clears throat> separate pool of applicants that is lateral transfer. So like in year, you know, like this year, they'll do a newbie recruitment, and then like next year, they'll switch and they'll do like a lateral transfer recruitment where like basically the application period is open for a little bit of time. They, you know, they take your applications and, and then they like create an eligibility list. Hiring, police department hiring is kind of crazy because you, like, usually pay a fee to apply and then take this test and then uh, do all these screenings and then they kind of, like, rank you on this list and then call you. Like, so you never, you don't get hired. You get on the top of a list. Right. And then when an opening happens. Once upon a time, once upon a life, I took the test to you be took the a... Test? Yeah, I took the test. Look, these are, I mean... I did good. Yeah. I did good, but I got, uh, I got outpointed... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because um, you end up on the list, and even if you're high on the list, it just kind of depends on how many guys they got to hire. And I took the test for the uh, Department of Corrections, and I got high on that list too, but again, got outpointed. I got points for being a veteran. Yeah. Um, got all those points, but I got outpointed by people who like had a like a uh, documented law enforcement background Degree of any stretch. Right, kind. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. So so yeah, it's it's a heck of a, a process. It was um, it was fun though. Like taking the test, yeah. that shit was cool. It and, was like I was like mm. And I mean there are a lot of perks to these jobs, right? Like it's it's study work, you know, you don't really have to worry about and ending up laid off. Like you uh they're good salaries, right? You get the pen, you get that sweet pension, like I wouldn't have been a good police officer. I I really I think I would yeah. have been a great uh guy in the joint, but like I weigh like less than I do now, and in retrospect, that's probably a bad move. Like, because like, they they could send you to like the max or something like that, and I'm a skinny brother. I can't, you know, I'm not going, but you know, I'm doing. You know, def- podcasting is definitely a better. <laughs> I mean- 
<laughs> Being I your mean, radio host is yeah, definitely you got to build for podcasting. I mean, look, our police chief though weighs what 120 pounds soaking wet. So, like, but she walks around armed all the time. You don't. You're yeah, not armed. True. You're not armed when you're. Uh, de- um, I'm talking about like the um, Department of Corrections. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. armed. They don't. They don't give you. Yeah, makes sense. No, and plus it's it's you or another person and like the deck, right? Like it's all these like, inmates. Yeah. yeah, it's just shit. Like should be yeah. popping off. Yeah, I bet. I feel like it's more like a personality thing. Definitely, right? like Def- that's definitely, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. if 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 leaving the TV on overnight will stop the riot, I mean, leave the TV. On. I mean, for yeah. heaven's sake, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right. leave the TV. On. Yeah, all this over shoelaces, <laughs> like, dude, just smoke a cigarette, whatever. Uh, uh, so yeah, so that's lateral. That's lateral transfer. Transfers. So Let me now, put this in the chat for y'all. Yeah. Now, of course, one of mm. what we're missing in this conversation is, uh, and what I don't want to discount is just this bigger question of like that's happening in our society, which is, do we need all these police officers? Right. So, like, if the number of police officers is going down, is that maybe we there are other things that we we need with that funding right like maybe the answer is smaller police forces of like armed like people who run into like the you know these situations oh and bigger maybe what we need more is like social workers man like what yeah other resources right if i could make a police department it would be like 10 tough guys that are armed and the rest just like an army of an like army really of like tree hugging, people. yeah, yeah. Of just, like, <laughs> just, of just like stone hippies who are like guys, guys yeah, just be cool. word up, dedicated, dedicated nine one one operators. They will get the you know yeah, you we'll you're, you, you will get answered, but like yeah, no. But someone's gonna show up and be like, yeah, everybody calm down. It's like if these people can't handle it, we got a brew squad. Right. We got oh yeah, we will yeah we'll bash your door in. But, but like yeah, yeah no like so this is so the big conversation around defunding the police department you know there it, it's one of those things where there's extremes right on right of end. course so of there course. are the folks who just completely <clears throat> want to abolish modern policing you know 100 percent we don't need that anymore like we'll just develop a a society that is um uh puppies and rainbows and kumbaya and I'm not, like there's and no. <laughs> I don't think. You know, I want to see that future. Oh, hell yeah. I want to see that future, but it's probably an incremental thing uh, that involves some levels of transformed human consciousness Mm -hmm. um, that we're not at yet. Right. I mean, Um, we're we're, we're building walls to keep out nine-year-olds. We're yeah. not there. We're not Ooh, there yet. Jeez, man, some of those videos. This we're not there yet. Oof. The, we are did you not see there yet. the video of the kids being dropped over the wall? I like, did. Ugh, I did. Awful. I did. So many awful videos out this week. Can we just? I have did a see that. that. So I mean, so many videos out this week that just. Anyway, um. So, uh, but I think. So that's the extreme of the defund the police movement. Mm-hmm. The other um, it sort of like it, the more moderate that doesn't feel moderate because it's America and our, our scale for what's conservative and moderate, what's conservative and liberal is real tip tier relative to right. other places. Right. right? Um, but the more moderate defund the police movement is not like cops are evil. It's like. Well, but sometimes you don't need a cop, right? When every yeah. when every problem is a, a when all you've got is a hammer, every problem is a nail, mm-hmm. right? You've heard that, 
And sometimes the answer is like social workers or chill hippies uh, or, you know, like mental health professionals. Right. And it's putting money into um, people's needs before they become, you know, these emergency situations. Right. Uh, so it's putting money into mental health care systems that keep people well so that they're not like freaking out in some dangerous way. It's putting money and resources into opportunities for people to excel um, you know, financially, so they're not in this like off, so they don't feel like they're in this situation between like, uh, you know, in the stealing rocking the hearts, rocking the rocking heart the heart yeah. place, yeah. The stealing bread for your family scenario. Exactly. What if people just had <laughs> access to jobs with, that made bread, you know, easily available, right? Right. So, so this defundant, you know, it gets turned into sound bites a lot. But there are many ways to approach the idea of what if we diverted some funding from police departments as they exist currently and put that money towards, like, other things that really do prevent crime in the first place. Police should have funds to be professional law enforcement members and enforce public safety. Uh, Yeah, like— a tank? yeah. Well, so the the funny thing about the tanks and all is that that usually comes from these drug seizure funds that um or or like it's federal surplus yeah. stuff right. and it's like oh yeah. Okay, it might not have cost us anything to get that tank because the military just had it sitting around. Yeah. But do we need that? It's 20 years old. Does yeah. it? Right. Yeah. But like, and not do we need that, but what does that say about us as a community that we have it in the first place? I think, and yeah, because they don't use that in Niles. You know, you know what's you're, funny, you're, you're though. Not, you're not... I'm sure Niles Police Department they got actually, access to great shit. They yeah, actually yeah. all have them. And that's yeah. the crazy thing is that all of these departments have them. And do you know where they get used? So Elgin used to have, and I don't know if they ha- had it all the way up till COVID. Or Shout out to Elgin, back. Illinois. Shout out to And Elgin. the South Elgin and all that. Okay. So they have this amazing Halloween party in Elgin where they shut down nine square blocks of the city and make it this like zombie containment zone. And they've got like DJs and like graffiti walls and live dope. music and circus performers. And like there's a helicopter like overhead like of the containment zone and everyone dresses in costumes. And the way that and there's just beer flowing in the streets, it's a really fun party. Um, but the way that they shut down those nine square blocks for mm-hmm. this huge event is they take all of the like uh, drug seizure vehicles, like all the extra, like the Bearcats and the tanks and yeah. all that. From they get them on loan from all the other police departments that's in cool. in the area, yeah. and they use those, and that's a great way to kids shut love down it. Them. Yeah, kids love it too. I, you know, my son <laughs> love, when my son sees that. Oh, look at the oh, they're yeah, cool it's, looking. Yeah, it's cool it's as hell. Like, it's like the dump truck, or like the kids are really excited about the leaf collection trucks. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's yeah. They like that stuff, but like, <laughs> it's probably is it necessary? <laughs> that's the thing about being like a a young parent in this age, right? Because it's like, it's you know, to my son and other like young colored kids his age, cops are still cool. Yeah, it's still like wow, like yo, right? It's you know you don't want to like spoil the milk. Right? Yeah, because like yeah. my the kids in my neighborhood and stuff like that, they're still like, 
they wave at cops and all that. And it's, you know, yeah, it's... Well, they got fun lights on their cars. Exactly. I That's mean, the thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's the whole ish. I, like, yeah. it's crazy Man, to see. Like, one of the most surreal things I've ever done in government is ride around in the Bearcat on um, uh, when Santa comes and gives, like, they identified, one year they identified all these kids who, like, weren't probably weren't getting a lot of presents mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, on the east side mostly. And... Um, and Santa came in the Bearcat with some of the cops. Word up. Delivered these presents. This kid, hit the, I saw hit the clap for that. Hit the clap. I saw the kid. I saw one kid get like a kid. Word but, up. like at the same, but on the other, you know, at the same time, we have to recognize that that is ultimately a PR stunt, right? Like, and yeah. it's designed to like put this warm fuzzy around um, policing, which has serious issues that need to be resolved. And I don't care, like... I don't care who you are, like on what side of the political spectrum you're at, you got to recognize that there is a problem, whether you think that the like what the solution is right, mm-hmm. might be two very different sides um, of the coin. There there are problems happening in how we approach modern policing and um and to like sometimes we put that gloss over it and go like oh but Santa showed up in the armored vehicle with the presents yeah. <laughs> right. and, and it's oh it's, to those kids it meant the world right but for us as a society it just I, like think deeply about these issues and and thoughtfully and yeah that's all I got that's all I got. <laughs> I think that's all we got for the day, right? That is. Uh, the time is now on. We got a... Uh, Man, we're running over. Damn, Vincent's here. Been Crap. along. Um, all right. So the time is now 9, 11 a.m. We went over and we over and sure over. We sure did. Uh, the time is 9, 11 a.m. You've been listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. This has been another great episode of Jeanette Splaining. Uh, come on out tomorrow and take part in the uh, Aurora Clean Up. We will be there getting busy and getting uh, the streets ready to go. Um, BTP, any last words? Nothing. Okay, he's a man of a few words. Uh, Jeanette, any last words? Uh, only that I want to wish our Muslim brothers and sisters a Ramadan Oh, that's Mubarak. right. That's right. Right. I don't know if I said that right, but it's that that it's the whole month. So if you see someone who. Uh, it looks a little little peckish, uh, right? It's because they're fasting during the day and uh, partying at night. Um, That's right. Yeah, so a, a blessed Ramadan, my friends. Yep. Uh, and you guys have a safe, wonderful, awesome week. We will see you back here Monday morning for another great round of news. Stay tuned all we got. Check out the show on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and if you chew tobacco. And you're driving from New Bedford, Massachusetts to Tempe, Arizona. And you're a trucker. Your apps are Breaker and Overcast. <laughs> Time is 9.13 a.m. You've been listening to a watch of Good Morning Aurora. Jeanette Splaining. We hope that you guys have a great weekend. Peace. Peace, Aurora.
second largest city in Illinois, the city of lights. How do I know? Because Aurora is lighting the way.